What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today, I'm switching gears a little bit. We're not going to talk about football at all because in just a couple of days, next Monday, the college basketball season is starting, and that means that Big Ten basketball is starting as well. I'm super excited about this. I said a few weeks ago on the pod that basketball is actually my favorite sport. I know a little bit more about basketball than I do football, but I'm still a casual. Uh, So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the Big Ten, give you guys some quick hitter notes about each team and my prediction for how they are going to finish in the Big Ten. Also, once basketball season starts, my plan This is my plan. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. We'll see how it shakes out as uh, we're going through the next couple of months. But I'd like to do an episode because there's games every day, like almost every single day there's a game. So I can't do a recap episode and I don't want to wait a full week and try to recap all the games. So I'm going to split it into two episodes each week. I'll try to do one on Tuesday, uh, midday before any games start for the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Uh, games, any games that are happening for those three days. And then I'll do one on Friday afternoons as well um, for any games that are happening, excuse me, over the weekend. So that's how I plan on breaking it out. I'll have it labeled so that if you're just here for football stuff, you can skip the basketball stuff. Or if you're just here for basketball stuff, you can search that out and you don't have to listen to all the football stuff. I'm going to keep it all separate. Um, But today what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the Big Ten, starting with my predictions and talk about each team. I'm going to start with the team that I think is going to finish in last place and then work my way up to the team that I think will finish in first place. I should probably take note of what time. (laughs) It's going to be a little bit longer of an episode, just this this one, because it's a big preview. Um, Like I said, I'm super excited about basketball starting. So I want to talk about each team and give them uh, all the respect and uh, make sure that I cover everything that I want to talk about for each team. So bear with me if you're a basketball fan. uh, Hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as I enjoy talking about it. All right. In last place, what I again, this is my predictions. I think that Maryland's going to finish in last place this year. I do. I think they're going to take a step backwards this year. They just hired a new coach. His name's Kevin Willard. Um, last year they lost to MSU to end the year and then they lost to them again in the big 10 tournament. They didn't make the NCAA tournament. They finished 10th in the big 10. They don't have a lot of guys coming in. They have a kid named Noah bachelor. He's a three-star. He did play at IMG Academy, which if you're not familiar with basketball is one of the top five schools to play basketball at, but that's pretty much it. That's all they really have coming in. They don't have any transfers. They have that just that one kid, and then they lose Fats Russell last from last year, who was their leading scorer and their leading assist guy. He's no longer there. Um, so with all that being said, I don't think that they have enough coming in, and they were already in 10th place last year, and they lose their top guy. I think that that is a recipe for a first-year coach. Remember, he's from Seton Hall, by the way, Kevin Willard. Um, for a first-year coach trying to come in and set the culture, I think it's going to be a rough year for uh, Mr. Willard. Um, I think they finished last. But if you remember, Maryland, the one thing that you have bragging rights on and everyone in the Big Ten, you are the most recent team in the Big Ten to win a national title. And that has got to stand for something. So congratulations on that. All right, finishing in 13th place. 
13th place in the Big Ten, who I think is going to finish in 13th place. Again, these are all predictions. I'll probably be right, though, because I'm smart. I'm good with this stuff. <laughs> probably going to be super wrong about this stuff. Uh, but second to last place, I have Northwestern finishing in second to last place. This is kind of like par for the course for them. Northwestern is like not really... They don't get upset when they finish in last place, but they're always competitive. That's what I like about them. They're always super. They play really cerebral. They're smart, and they play hard. I like Chris Collins, but I just don't think that they have the guys this year to finish anything higher than 13th in the Big Ten. They were 12th last year. They didn't make the tournament. They did get a win in the Big Ten tournament. They beat Nebraska, but that wasn't really saying much. Then they got absolutely destroyed by Iowa. Um, they lost one of their top guys, Pete Nance. He tra he transferred, excuse me, to North Carolina. They have a kid named Boo Booey, who was their second leading scorer, and he's going to have to take over for them this year. He's going to have to be like their guy um, if they're going to be competitive at all. I, but I think they just stay right where they're at. I don't see a lot of improvement for them. Um, but like I said, they do play hard, and I could see them maybe pulling a couple of upsets this year, but I don't think they win more than like five games in the Big Ten. I just don't think they're good enough. Uh, in 12th place, I have Nebraska finishing in 12th place. Listen, for Nebraska, Fred Hoiberg is just straight up on the hot seat. He just is. This is his fourth year. They haven't really done anything. They finished in 13th last year. Um and I think they finish right there again in that same spot this year because once again they don't have a they don't have a ton of guys coming in that are going to help them. They have a kid named Ramon Lloyd. He's a four star. He's a borderline top one hundred guy. And then they have a couple of three stars and another guy named Juwan Gary from Alabama who should be helpful. Alabama was good last year. I don't know how good he was because I didn't really watch them a ton. But hopefully he'll be able to help out Nebraska a little bit. But they lose two of their top guys from last year. Bryce McCowans, who got drafted by the Hornets. Alonzo Verge, who's playing pro basketball overseas right now. They're top two guys from last year. And they don't have anyone to replace them. That's the problem. So they were already bad last year. Their two top guys are gone. And they have one four-star coming in. I just don't think that they take a big step forward this year. I like Fred Hoiberg, but I would I my prediction is that Nebraska is not done firing head coaches this year. I think that this is probably Hoiberg's last year um unless something crazy happens and he rallies them and gets them up into the like mid mid-level Big 10 team, but I just don't I don't see it. I don't see where where it could happen when they're playing they're like outmatched at almost every position, it seems like. Um, the one good thing that they have going for them is that they have a very easy start to their year. They have a, If you look at their schedule, I don't have it memorized, but they have a lot of teams that are very beatable at the beginning of the year. Their toughest game is they do travel to Creighton in the first month, and then they have an invitational where they're playing Oklahoma and then either Seton Hall or Memphis. I think they lose both of those games. Um, and I think that they're just really going to struggle. I think they'll jump out to a little bit of a good start because they're playing such bad competition to start the year. But then once Big Ten play starts, they're just not going to do well, I don't think. Again, five to seven wins possibly in the Big Ten for them would be like their ceiling, I would think. All right, and then moving up, 11th place, Rutgers. 
if you're a big Big Ten fan like me, Rutgers super overperformed last year. They they were like overachieving like crazy. They actually finished record wise fourth in the Big Ten. They made the tournament. They did. They had to play in the play-in game because even though they finished so high in the Big Ten, they didn't play a tough non-conference schedule at all, and they didn't have those big wins that they needed to get a higher ranking in the NCAA tournament. And it kind of showed right in that first game. Last year, they lost to Notre Dame in the play-in game. Um, but it was a big year for them, though, because technically, now this is kind of an argument I've had with some of my buddies. I don't know. You have to say they made the tournament, right? Because they were in the play-in game, but they really weren't in the tournament. That's why they call it a play-in game. Got to play into the tournament, right? I've had this argument way too many times. But if you're saying that they made the tournament last year, it was the first time that they've made the tournament in 38 years. But I do not expect them to make a repeat appearance this year. I think they finish in 11th place in the Big Ten. Steve Peichel's going to have a really tough, really tough job this year because he loses two of the top guys, not only at Rutgers last year, but in the Big Ten with Ron Harper and Geo Baker both being gone. They have a slightly high-recruited guy named Derek Simpson coming in and a transfer named Cam Spencer from Loyola, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I, I think that they take a huge step backwards this year, going from 4th to 11th, and I think they missed the tournament. Um, I just don't think they're going to be that good this year, but I'm happy for them last year. I loved watching them last year. Rutgers was such a fun team last year to watch, watching them win some Big Ten games and watching them make a push for the tournament. I was really glad that they made it to that play-in game. All right, moving up one spot to number 10. This might, this is where things started getting like, uh, you know, it started getting difficult right here, like that 10 through 6 spot. There's a lot of teams that are right in that mid-Big Ten range that it's going to be hard to tell how they finish because they have a lot of guys coming in that you don't know about yet. So until the season starts, we won't really know. But for me, in 10th place, I have Wisconsin finishing in 10th. And uh, the reason why is because they lose their biggest guy. They lose the Big Ten Player of the Year, Johnny Davis, who got uh, drafted last year. And... Brad Davison, who was their second leading scorer, is finally gone after playing 17 years in the Big Ten. Brad Davison is finally gone. Um, their best player this year that's returning is, is uh, Tyler Wall. He's got to step up this year. I think that they'll be down, though, because with the two best players gone, they don't really have a ton of exciting things coming in, really nothing at all. They have a three-star guy coming in and a few transfers that you from schools, basically, that you've never heard of. But I think that they're taking a step back. Last year, they were the co-Big Ten champions. So this is like a huge prediction to say that they're going from first or second place or basically first place all the way down to 10th place. But look at what they lost, though. Johnny Davis absolutely carried them last year. The one thing that they have going for them is their style of play. They're going to slow teams down. They're going to be even more, to me, this is my prediction, I think they're going to be even more boring to watch than usual this year. There's nothing to get excited about. I mean, Johnny Davis wasn't even really exciting to watch last year. He was just a really good player. I think that they'll, you know, pick some people off in the Big Ten. They might win seven to eight games. But I, I think that they're going to be super down this year. I think they take a huge step backwards. This is a rebuilding year. 
100% for Greg Gard. Um, and I think that they finish in 10th, 10th place. They'll still be very disciplined. They're still going to beat some people. They're still going to be the same old Wisconsin that's not really fun to watch. They're going to try to beat you up defensively and slow the game down. But I think that they they just don't. There's too many athletes. If we start looking at these top teams, they're just not athletic enough to keep up with some of these teams. And I think that they go backwards this year. Penn State, though, I have them moving up to number nine, which is a huge step up for them. Um, and the reason why is because I think that defensively they are going to take a big step forward. Last year, they held teams, I wrote this down, to 65 points per game last year. Um, they have their leading scorer back, Jalen Pickett. They're going to try to focus on defense. They're going to try to cause chaos on that side of the ball. They're a little bit more athletic, um, but they're not the most athletic team in the Big Ten. That's why I have them finishing all the way back at ninth. But I do think they take a slight step forward this year going from last year they were in 11th place. Um, and I just think that they'll be a little bit better. I think they'll be more competitive than they were last year. They tried last year. They just didn't seem to have enough. They didn't seem to have enough. And what they did this year is they said, you know what, we got to go out and recruit. And they did that. They actually finished. This is pretty shocking to me when I was looking it up. Penn State finished fifth in the Big Ten in recruiting. They got a four-star and four three-star guys, so they have a ton of new guys coming in. They have a pretty talented player in Cameron Winter. He's a guard from Drexler, and I, or I'm sorry, Drexel, and I think that he's going to have to play for them. And the only guy that they lose, and the reason why I have them taking a step forward, is Sam Sessions. He was their second-leading scorer, but I think they brought in enough guys that they can replace him. So that's why I believe that they're going to take a big step forward this year. And a big step forward for them would be ninth place. Um, and that's where I think that Penn State will finish. I think they'll make some noise in the Big Ten tournament. But I don't think – I think they're going to be a fringe bubble team, and I don't think that they're going to make the tournament. In eighth place, I have Iowa. Last year they were fifth in the Big Ten. They were 26-10. and 10. They had a pretty good year. Um, they finished the year really good because they won the Big Ten tournament. Um, and then they went into the NCAA tournament and they got upset by Richmond, which was really disappointing. Um, they had no key transfers coming in at all. They were really low in recruiting as well. They have a couple three-star guys, a kid named Bowen and a kid named Josh Dix that are probably going to have to play for them. They had one of the best players in the Big Ten. Might have been, I think, my best. I, I'm not my best player. My Big Ten player of the year last year, Keegan Murray. He's gone now. He got drafted. Their second leading scorer, jo Jordan Bohannon, both gone right now. I think that because of those guys being gone, they take a step backwards. They go from fifth to eighth record-wise. I don't think that they're going to win the Big Ten tournament this year. Chris Murray, who is Keegan Murray's brother, is probably going to be their best player this year. He's going to be really tough to stop. He's a good player, and he's pretty good defensively too. And then you need a kid like, I keep saying kid, I got to stop saying that. A guy like Patrick McCaffrey is going to have to step up big time for them if they want to be competitive. He was their third leading scorer last year, but he's got to be right up there at the top with Chris Murray and being one of the top guys for them in scoring and definitely defensively. But uh, I do think that they take a step backwards. They just don't have enough guys coming in. They didn't, they didn't recruit very well this year. And they didn't take advantage of the transfer portal at all. They have no transfers coming in. 
So with their top two guys being gone <clears throat> and not a lot coming in, they go backwards this year. That's just my opinion. I like Fran McCaffrey. I think he's a great coach, but he just doesn't have the guys to coach this year. I think is going to be the problem for Iowa, and that's why I think that they're going to finish in eighth place. This is going to be a shock to everyone, I think, and this is probably the biggest limb that I'm going out on, is I have Minnesota stepping up to seventh place, finishing ahead of Iowa, and that's huge because last year they were last place in the Big Ten. They were one of the worst teams in the Big Ten last year. They lost in the opening round of the Big Ten tournament. They didn't make the NCAA tournament, but here's what they did, though, in the offseason. They got a transfer, Dawson Garcia from UNC. He's going to be huge for them. They got a bunch of three-star guys and two other decent transfers. They're not as good as Dawson Garcia, but they got a couple other decent transfers. They also have Jamison Battle, who's returning. Last year, he averaged 17-plus points a game. So having him having their leading scorer back is huge for them. I think they'll take a huge step forward. They have to take some step forward because they were last last year. They were in last place. So they, they, they're definitely going to go forward a little bit. It might be a little bit of a stretch that I'm saying they're going to finish in seventh place, but this is a huge year for Ben Johnson. It's his second year as the head coach. He has to say, this is how we're going to play. We're going to be up-tempo. We're going to play hard nose on defense. We're going to get stops. We're going to be able to defend, and we have some scores now. And the culture has to be set this year for Ben Johnson. Last year was like a gimme year. Okay, you finished in last place. You're the new guy. Uh, you're going to get beat up on a little bit. But this year, he's got to say, you know what? No, I'm going to mark my territory here in the Big Ten, and we're going to be competitive, and we're going to compete at a higher level this year, and we're going to finish better than we did last year, and I have them finishing in seventh place. Minnesota's got like one of the toughest places to play, I think. I think, I think the barn is one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten. One of them. They're de it's definitely top five, I would say. So they have that good home environment. They got their leading scorer back. They got their coach, which we'll see if he's their coach. But we'll see if he's the guy. I'm not saying he's not gonna, he's going to get fired or anything. He's not going to do that. But we'll see if he can make that big step forward this year. I have Minnesota finishing in seventh place in the Big Ten. Moving up to sixth place, Michigan State. Michigan State everyone knows, is always one of the best teams in the Big Ten. They always are. They're always going to compete. They're always going to get wins. They have the best coach in the Big Ten. If you ask pretty much anybody that watches the sport, uh, Tom Izzo's awesome. Uh, last year, here's what they did last year. They finished seventh in the Big Ten. I have them moving up to sixth this year. They lost in the semifinals in the tournament. They always play good in tournaments, it seems like. Now, in the NCAA tournament, they didn't play great. They beat Davidson, and then they lost to Duke in the next round. But they got all the way to the semifinals as a seven seed last year in the Big Ten tournament. So that was a good way to finish the year for them. They get a, uh, a brand-new big this year. His name's Jackson Kohler. I think that he's going to be good. But here's the problem. They lost Gabe Brown. They lost Bingham. They lost Max Christie. Number one, two, and three in scoring for them last year. and. They have an absolutely brutal opening to the season, but I think that that benefits them. They play Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova, and Alabama. They're also in an invitational where they'll be playing some other tough teams. But for Michigan State, 
I also think, kind of like Wisconsin, I think that this is a rebuilding year for them. They don't have a ton of help coming in. They just have, I mean, they have a couple other recruits, but really it's just that that Kohler, uh, I keep saying kid. I got to stop saying that. They just have Kohler really as their best player, I think, that's coming in. But next year, if you're really into recruiting, which I'm not really, but I hear a lot of things, just being on Twitter and things of that nature, next year is really the big year for Michigan State with their recruits. So this year, they're just going to try to be competitive. They're going to try to stay alive. And I think that next year, they're, you're going to talk about them as one of the best teams in the Big Ten, a top three team. But for this year, I think that they stay right there, mid-level in sixth place. I think they'll still make the tournament. And anytime they make the tournament, Izzo is always the great equalizer, right? He can make some – he does a really good job developing players, and he gets the most out of them. So even though they don't have Brown, Bingham, Christie this year, he's going to get the best out of the guys that they do have. So we'll see how Michigan State does this year. I like some of their pieces. Hogarth's a pretty good point guard. Um, and they got some other guys, you know, but we'll see. We'll see how they do. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be tough. You don't want to play Michigan State. You don't want to see them on the schedule. So we'll see uh, how they actually finish. Like I said, I have them finishing in sixth place. Right above them, I have Ohio State finishing in fifth place. Last year, they were 20 and 12. They finished sixth in the Big Ten. I have them moving up to fifth place. Both Michigan State and Ohio State, I have them taking just one step forward this year as far as uh, where they finish in the Big Ten. Um, for Ohio State, last year they were upset majorly by Penn State in the Big Ten tournament. If you guys remember that game, kind of crazy that Penn State won that game. Um, and then they lost quickly in the NCAA tournament to Villanova, who was a really good team. But, but Ohio State, Number one recruiting class. You talk about football or basketball. They recruit really well. Number one in our conference, Roddy Gale, Jr., Bruce Thornton, Felix Okapara, Bruce Sensiball. All four-star, highly recruited guys. Then they get a kid, Isaiah like Lakeith. I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce his name. I don't even know how to say his last name. Lakeel? I don't know. I don't know him because he's from Oklahoma State. Like Khalil, like Khalil, he's from Oklahoma State though. Um, he's supposed to be good, and then they get Tanner Holden, who is a six-six guy from Wright State. He supposedly plays guard. Ohio State's gonna be huge this year. If you look at their roster, they don't have a standout like center. They they are missing that, and they're really gonna miss EJ Liddell. That's their biggest loss from the year. I mean, obviously, that's a big loss. He's been leading them for like two years now, basically. But they are going to be monsters. They're big. Their guards are big. They're strong. They're going to try to bully people. And I think that they're going to be able to stop. I think defensively, they're going to be able to stop the other athletic guards in the Big Ten. The key is, are, where are they? Gonna, what are they going to do at the center position? Who's going to be able to stop the big centers that we have in the Big Ten? Um, but I think that they have enough guys that if they scheme it right, they'll be able to get stops, and they're going to be really good. I think they'll be really good defensively this year. I think they might lead the Big Ten in, in defense. So that's going to be fun to watch for them. Chris Holtman is a top-five coach in our league. I think that even though he's got so many guys coming in, new guys, a couple of transfers, all the recruits that he's got coming in, um, I think he'll get them to mesh really well, and I'm not really worried about 
them having so many new guys. They also still have Justice Suing. Is he going to be the guy that replaces EJ Liddell? Is he going to be their guy, their go-to guy? Is he him? Is Justice Suing him? We'll see. But I do like Ohio State a lot. I think they finished in fifth place and uh, a really good year for them. All right, we got four more teams here, and this is where it changes from what I've been reading online completely. But again, these are my opinions. I'm a casual. I could be completely wrong about this stuff. But in fourth place, I have what most people think is the team that's going to win the Big Ten this year, Indiana. I have them finishing in fourth place. Listen, they were in ninth place last year. Finishing in fourth place is a big step forward for Coach Mike Woodson and everybody that they have. They have one of the highest, in fact, I think he's the highest recruited player coming in in Jalen Hood Shafino. Um, so really good guard. He's huge. He's 6'6". They have Malik Renau from Mount Verde. He's also a really good guard that they have coming in. Um, and I, I say Mount Verde because that's a high school, by the way, not a college. Another top five high school in the country. So he's been playing against really good competition. And then, of course, you have to mention Trace Jackson Davis is back. A lot of people's favorite to win the Big Ten Player of the Year. Listen, he's good. He's really good. I understand that. I don't think he's good enough to lead them to a title, though. A Big Ten title or an NCAA title, to be completely honest. Um, I think that Indiana is going to be really, really good this year. They're one of the hardest places to play in the Big Ten, too. In fact, I want to make it up to a game this year if I can. Purdue and Indiana are on my list of places I haven't been that I really want to go to. But I think that um, I think Trace Jackson Davis is going to have a big year. But he's like, right now, we'll see what uh, Jalen Hood does. Jalen Hood Shafino, we'll see what he does. But right now, he's like their guy, and he's their go-to guy. So when you're playing against them, he's going to get double teamed, maybe even triple teamed. And what's the rest of their team going to do? I don't think they have quite enough. Now, fourth place is good. I think that fourth place is really good in the Big Ten. You're going to get a high seed in the NCAA tournament. You're going to have a really good chance in the Big Ten tournament to make a run. But I just don't think that they go from ninth to first place. I think that's unrealistic for to ask them to do this year. Just in one year to make that big of a jump, I don't think that they can do it. Um, but I think that they have a good year nonetheless. Fourth place is great for them. And we'll see how they do. Last year, they finished by beating Michigan and Illinois in the tournament, which that Illinois game was a big upset. I thought the Michigan game was an upset. And then they went ahead and beat Illinois as well. And then they beat Wyoming in a play-in game and then lost to St. Mary's in the second round, which was really disappointing. Um, so we'll see how they do this year. I think that they'll be much, much improved from last year. Again, they finished in ninth place last year. So going up to fourth place is a huge improvement for them. And then I think that catapults them to maybe next year being in that top three, maybe even the best team in the Big Ten uh, next year. In third place, I have Michigan. Michigan's been good. They had kind of a disappointing year last year. They were in eighth place last year. Um, lost some games that I didn't think that they should lose. Like I said, they lost in the Big Ten tournament to Indiana, but they did go to the Sweet 16, which was the deepest that any team went in the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue and Michigan both went to the Sweet 16, and that was disappointing too. We didn't even have a, a single team in the Elite Eight last year. I hope that that changes this year. 
They get a uh, key recruit, Michigan does, in Terrace Reed. He's a 6'9 center, a little bit undersized for some of the bigger guys in the Big Ten. But uh, I think he could be a good backup for Hunter Dickinson, who's going to be, I think, Michigan's best player this year. He's got to be. Um, they also get Juwan Howard's son, Jet Howard, supposed to be better than his brother. Um, really legit player. Haven't seen him play at all. I don't go – I. Li <laughs> I'm not going to watch highlights of high school kids, guys. I just don't have the time to do that. I just don't. Um, but they also have a – he's supposed to be good, though. Jet Howard's supposed to be good. They have a transfer coming in, and Jalen Llewellyn, he's supposed to be good. But he's coming from Princeton, so he's got to step up and play bigger and better competition. They also have an overseas transfer transfer or transport, whatever you want to call it, transplant. You can call it whatever you want. He's something, um, and I don't know how to say his last name yet. His first name is Youssef, though. Um, so we'll see what that kid does. He's played professionally already. So I think he's played professionally, but I don't know what the rules are on that. Uh, guys, I'm casual. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see how he does. But that's a lot of good talent that they have coming in. They also have some other, uh, I think, four- and three-star recruits coming in. So we'll see what that talent does meshing with some of the guys that they have coming back from last year. Uh, I think Hunter Dixon, Hunter Dickinson is a potential player of the year, potentially. He's right there with Trace Jackson Davis as possibly, depending on how the year goes, could win player of the year. Um, but for me in Michigan, I think Kobe Bufkin is the X factor. He played guard for them last year, and he's going to have to play more minutes this year. He's kind of out of control sometimes, so let's see if he can settle down and maybe hit some threes for Michigan. But I think that Michigan's going to have a big year. I think that they'll finish in third place in the Big Ten. In second place, Purdue. I think that Purdue's going to be really freaking good this year. I think that Purdue's going to be really good this year. Last year, let's talk about what they did last year. They were in third place, so I think they take one step forward into second place, and they... If it wasn't for my first place team, which, spoiler, is going to be Illinois. It's the only other team I haven't talked about. If it wasn't for how good I think Illinois is going to be, I think Purdue would win the Big Ten outright and possibly win the tournament as well. Here's what they got going for them. Last year, they lost uh, in the Big Ten tournament, but then they, they lost to Iowa. Then they beat Virginia Tech and a really good Texas team. I liked Texas a lot last year. And... Um, they beat them in the tournament, and then they lost to St. Peter's. The Cinderella story, they were that close. Purdue looked like they were going to the Final Four after they beat Texas, and St. Peter's had upset whoever was the second seed in that bracket. I thought that Purdue had an easy road to the Final Four, and they were going to kill St. Peter's and then keep moving, but they lost that game. But, um, so this year, they have some key additions coming in. Camden Hyde and Fletcher Lawyer. Fletcher Lawyer is Foster Lawyer's brother. He played at Michigan State. And they're both, both of those guys, Hyde and Lawyer, are four-star guys. So you get two four-star recruits. You lose Jaden Ivey, who got drafted by the Pistons. You lose Travion Williams, who signed with the Celtics after he didn't get drafted. And you lose two good guys. But who do you still have right there in the middle? Zach Eady, 7'4" huge another year under his belt he's going to be really tough to stop there's not going to be a lot of guys that are going to be able to guard him one-on-one -on -one in the big 10 this year also talked about x factor with michigan being kobe bufkin 
Mason Gillis for Purdue. He plays forward for them. Zach Eadie's getting all the attention. Mason Gillis has to step up this year with all that attention on Zach. He needs to step up and make some big plays, and I think he's going to. I think he's going to score a lot. He might even be their second or third leading scorer this year. I think that Purdue takes a big step forward this year. And like I said, if it wasn't for Illinois, I think they would win the Big Ten. But I love Purdue this year. I think they're going to be really hard to play. They have a tough environment to play in. I think that they're the way that they play travels, I think they're going to be good defensively, so they'll be able to win some games on the road. And I think they have a great year finishing second in the Big Ten. And then, of course, lastly, we have the fighting Illini. Brad Underwood coming in. I think he's one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. He's a top five guy as far as coaching goes. Last year, they were co-Big Ten champions. I think they might win it outright this year. Uh, they lost in the second round. Um, what, am, what did I write down here? Uh, of the NCAA tournament, which technically it was the second round. But for me, like I don't count the play-in game as the first round. So really, they lost in the first round last year. And of course, I just talked about how they lost to Indiana in the first in their first Big Ten tournament game. So a massively disappointing postseason for Illinois last year after winning the Big Ten out not outright. They were co Big Ten champions with Wisconsin. Was it Wisconsin last year? And um, I think that they go ahead and win it outright this year. I don't think that they're going to have to share it this year. They have the best recruits coming in even though even though Ohio State out recruited them here's what Ohio State didn't do though they don't have Terrence Shannon Jr who's from Texas Tech and he's going to be a problem for anybody in the Big 10 to try to guard this kid is legit you're going to want to turn on Illinois and watch him they have Sky Clark and two other four star guys coming in and they also this is they basically have a brand new what could be a starting five coming in. They get Matt Mayer, who played and won. I believe he was on the team two years ago when Baylor won the national title. In fact, I know he was. Um, so they get another center coming in. They got Terrence Shannon. They got Sky Clark. Now I get it. They lost Kofi Coburn. They lost Andrew or Andre Curbelo. Man, I cannot talk. Been talking for uh, 35 minutes. It's tough to talk that long. Uh, Andre Curbelo, though, they lose their top two guys from last year. But with the guys that they have coming in, I think that this is going to be a really fun team to watch. Once again, usually when you get a lot of guys coming in, it's really hard to mesh and get all the guys to be on the same page and play together. But Brad Underwood, one of the best coaches in the Big Ten, I think that he's got a tough job to do, but I think that he's the guy to do it. He's the guy, if I was a top recruit, and I was getting, if I was recruited and I had offers from all the Big Ten teams, Brad Underwood is the guy that I would want to coach. Or I'm sorry, Brad Underwood's the guy I want to play for. I love how passionate he is. I think he's smart. I think that he, I, I'm a competitor, so I would just want to play for the most competitive guy. And I think Brad Underwood's awesome. I also love how, how much he holds his team accountable, his players accountable. That's something that I would love as a player. So I love Brad Underwood, and I think that they're going to have a huge year this year. Um, here's the thing, though. I want to see what they do in the postseason. They haven't been to a Sweet 16 since 2005, which is insane that it's been that long for Illinois with all the good teams that they've had. Um, but they're going to be loaded. They're going to be super athletic. 
they're going to be fun to watch. Um, I want to see if they can put a run together. I hope that they can and uh, represent the Big Ten well for us. All right. That's how I see everything shaking out. Once again, I have Illinois in first place, Purdue in second place, Michigan in third, Indiana in fourth place, Ohio State fifth place, Michigan State finishing in sixth place, Minnesota in seventh, Iowa in eighth, Penn State moving up to ninth, Wisconsin dropping back to 10th, Rutgers 11th, Nebraska 12th, uh, Northwest, Northwestern 13th. That's a lot of this in one sentence. And then I think Maryland's going to finish in last place. Um, when the season's all said and done, they usually hand out some awards. Um, I'm going to talk about four of them and my prediction for those awards. I think that the defensive player of the year is going to be Jamison Battle. He was an honorable mention last year, and he's coming back for Minnesota. And they're going to need him to play a lot of good defense this year, and I think that he can. He's a good shot blocker. I think that he can guard some of the bigs in the Big Ten. I think he'll struggle with some of the other ones, but I think that he could be, if he's improved from last year at all, I think he could be the defensive player of the year. Uh, without knowing anything about the freshman yet, and again, I don't watch high school tapes or anything like that, I'm going to imagine that the guy that's going to get the most opportunities for freshman of the year is going to be Jalen Hood Shafino. I think that he's going to have a good year um, playing with Trace Jackson Davis. I think that they'll that's a lot of names for just one team, right? They both got hyphenated last names, a lot of names to say. Um, but I think that he could have a big year. He could be the freshman of the year, or it might be some guy that I didn't even talk about that I don't know about yet. That's also a possibility. Like I said, I don't know a ton about these guys, but I do know that he was the most highly recruited. I think he's going to get the most opportunity, and I think he's playing in a spot where he's going to be able to shine. Player of the year, this one's tough. I talked about Hunter Dickinson. I talked about, who else did I talk about? Trace Jackson Davis. There's a lot of guys. I just talked about Jamison Battle. But I think that the guy that's going to be hardest to guard this year and who's going to do the best, and he's going to lead his team the best, is Zach Eady from Purdue. I think he's going to be the player of the year. He's just too hard to guard. He's too big, and he's got another year under his belt. So I think that he's going to be actually improved from where he was last year, which was already pretty good. Um, and then coach of the year, I'm going to give it to the guy who I think is going to win the league. And that's Brad Underwood. He's got a job to do. Like I said, he's got a lot of new guys and he's got some work to do, but I think that he's the guy that can get it done. So Brad Underwood, I like as the coach of the year. Um, other things that I'm looking forward to this year in the big 10, can we win a national title this year? Can we, I mean, it's been since Basically, the uh, actual Big Ten team has won, and it's been over 20 years now since Michigan State won it. Um, it's been about 25 years since, or I'm sorry, about, what was it, like 16 years ago when Maryland won it, and they weren't in the Big Ten back then. So we don't have a national title, and I would like to get one this year. And I think that there's five teams that can do it, and I think it's those top five teams that I mentioned. I think that Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, Indiana, or Ohio State all could make a deep run. But the thing about college basketball, and it's the thing I love about it the most, is that there is parity and there are upsets. Look at the Big Ten last year. Everyone was talking about how the Big Ten was the class of the country. They were the best conference in basketball. We had two teams make it to the Sweet 16. That's it. And nobody any further than that. So what I'd really like to see is 
Obviously, I'm just excited for the season to start and see some good competition, see how these teams shake out. But I'm also very, very excited to see if someone can make a push and win a national title. We'll see what can happen. If you made it through this whole episode, wow, congratulations. That's by far the longest one I've ever done, and I hopefully the longest one I ever will do. But there was a lot to talk about there, a lot to talk about with uh, where I thought people were going to finish, a lot of new players coming in, a lot to get excited about with basketball. I will be back for basketball stuff next week. I'll probably wait until next Friday to talk about, because there's all the games that are happening next week, they should all be wins anyways. So unless there's a crazy upset, and I'm not going to do a podcast just for one upset, I'll wait until Friday next week. And uh, Friday will be when I get that Big Ten basketball stuff started. And then the following week, like I said, be back Tuesday. And then hopefully Tuesday and Friday going forward the rest of the season. It's going to be a lot, though. It's going to be a lot of podcasts because football is still full on and basketball is about to be full on. So uh, probably three or four podcasts a week going forward. Hopefully you guys are excited about that. I am. I'm excited to do it. They're not going to be as long as this, that's for sure. If you're not following along already, I'm on Twitter at CasualBig10. There's a link at the top of my Twitter to all the podcast uh, platforms. There's also a link to the Etsy shop, which I haven't talked about in a really long time, but I have some winter hats on there. Winter is almost here, and some of them have been getting purchased up. So if your team is on there still and hasn't been taken down for copyright issues yet, go ahead and get you a winter hat. Appreciate everybody listening, following along, and uh, we'll see you all next week talking more Big Ten basketball.